Pass the Remote, the podcast where we become your TV guides. My name's Rebecca, and in today's episode, we give our thoughts on the Oscars, hear my take on the show Sharp Objects, and talk about my lack of space movie knowledge. We also talk about the winners of the challenge, our love of the show Good Girls, and see if we can get Emily to read a book. Sit back, grab some popcorn, and hit that subscribe button because you don't want to miss a minute of our reviews. Enjoy! Hi, Emily. Hi, Becca. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm I'm good. Yeah? You know? Listen, yeah. we've had a full week of TV. We started the thing off with our favorite award show, the Academy Awards, the Oscars. The Oscars. They're back. What do we feel about it? How uh, do we feel? It was just nice to finally like have everybody in a room without their masks on. Yeah. For the most part. Yeah. Um, it was just so good to see Brad Pitt in a man bun. I <laughs> I was very happy with how it went. Mm-hmm. I mean, once again, it's like boring to hear a lot of these categories that are just kind of you right. know, whatever. Of course, that's why I like the like the Golden Globes and the Emmys because you get both. Yeah, I um, agree. I like that they were all in person. That I don't think that no one zoomed in. Did anyone zoom in? I don't remember. I don't think so. Um, there were some London people that <clears throat> Oh, yeah. Okay. So they had a few people in London and like other places. Right. But for but the Anthony most part. Hopkins, for the Hopkins, he was asleep. Yeah. For the most part, everyone who won an award at least was there. For the most part. We'll get to for that. For the most part. Um, I loved that they had a red carpet. Uh, yes. What were I loved the fashion. Um, I think everyone looked great. The Oscars is really when you like bring it out and like. You, you leave nothing behind for your Oscars fashion. Um, what were some of our standouts? I think we love we both loved Carrie Mulligan. She literally she looked, looked like a statue. Like she was in this like huge gold two piece number. Um, Zendaya. Zendaya had her yellow situation with a little cutout. I lo- really liked Amanda Seyfried. Seyfried, how do you say her name? I liked her. Her um, very red, very classic look. She did old Hollywood throughout this entire award season. Yes. She looked fantastic. I will say, I think the men dressed better than in all the women. Mm-hmm. Like, all of the men in every category looked amazing. Yes. You know, one of my favorite outfits uh, and pictures I saw for the Oscars was the little boy from Minari, Alan Kim. Oh my God. Did you so see his little... His, his socks. Little, his shorts and his little tuxedo with his he socks. Did won. you see the pictures of him on Instagram walking his dog? No. In his tuxedo shorts? Phenomenal. He's walking his little golden retriever puppy like down the sidewalk in his Oscars attire. He has these like knee-high socks on and this tuxedo with shorts. Like so freaking cute. Whoever dressed him did such a good job for his age because so yes. many of those little kids that get nominated and stuff, like a few years ago, one came. She had one of those damn puppy purses. <laughs> and she was like, oh, I love my puppy purse. Uh-huh. And I was like, who gave her a puppy purse for the red carpet? Yeah. And she's like eight years old, and mm-hmm. I don't care. But it's like when you're 25, you're gonna look back and be like, "Who gave me? Who gave me a puppy purse? A puppy purse right. to carry on the red carpet of the Oscars?" Right, right, right. Uh, yeah, he looked phenomenal. Like I think we've said how old he is. I think he's like eight or nine, but he was so cute in his little outfit. Um, 
I that didn't Liz love. His looked good. Yes. And his wife looked his stunning. Wife was stunning. He fixed her hair on the red carpet. Like, so sweet. Also, very upset that he's married. Um, yes, devastating. Yeah. Um, I didn't love Viola Davis's outfit. Her The white looked phenomenal against her skin tone, but that was about it. I didn't like the dress. I didn't like the hair. The hair. A, the hair was a I didn't like wild. the whole look, but the white against her skin tone looked really, really good. Yeah, it was just a weird... It's not what I expected to see her in. No. Especially because she was someone who I thought actually might win her award. Yeah. So it was just... I've seen her knock it out of the park in other, even, like, mm-hmm. award shows this season. Right. I, I, yeah. It wasn't my favorite look from her that she's ever done. But yeah. overall, I think everyone killed it. I love that they had a red carpet. I love that, like, we had coverage of the red carpet. Um, Of course, Emily and I watched, started watching the Oscar day on Sunday from, like, mid-afternoon on. Mm. Um. Had a lot Worse. to get, had a lot to get through. Yeah, yeah. You just sit there and watch these dumb interviews and fashion and facts about movies, but mm-hmm. it's really good. Yeah, I mean, I am sad. Award season is over, but well, the MTV Music Awards are still to come. Oh, gee, oh gosh, well, uh, you're I not going to be tuning in. I don't. I doubt it. <laughs> I feel like those are so overly scripted, and it's like whoever can be there are the people they pick to win. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, like yeah. the kids' It's, choice M- it's MTV. Yeah. It's MTV. It's right. Just, there's just nothing going to be good on that, you know, besides right. the challenge. The challenge is the only good thing on MTV. Right. Um. Anyways, a few things about the Oscars that I guess were like the big moments. Mm-hmm. Um, number one is that they basically totally messed up the way that they do the Oscars. Yeah, so they switched. Uh, you if always you did, end with best picture. Yes, they've done it like that. I think the last time they did that, I was reading online, the last time they switched the order or did not end the show with best picture was because in like the 70s, someone got an honorary award at the very end of a show. But the last award technically was still the best picture. So this season, this year, they decided to flip and they said it from the top. They said it, you know, like things are going to be different this season. Like this award show is going to be unlike anything else. And we were like, okay, cool. Thinking it was going to be COVID related or like Zoom related. No, they did best picture and then best actress and best actor. Which would lead everyone to believe that it's going to be Chadwick yes. that wins. Yes. And his wife comes, gives the speech of a lifetime. They do it in memoriam alone to him. Yes. As they should have. But Anthony Hopkins won. Yes. So Joaquin Phoenix in his tux that he's worn, you know, for however many <laughs> times for his saving the cows, mm-hmm. is like, we accept this in his honor. And it was... The most abrupt, weird ending because my thing is the Academy knows who's going to win. So why they had to have known it was going to be awkward, but it's like poor Anthony Hopkins. It's not his fault. It is the role of his lifetime, they said. And it's like he's in his prime. It's probably the only other. I mean, the only other time he won was when he was in Silence of the Lambs however many years ago. Mm hmm. I just think it was one of those things, 
that it just felt like there was this buildup that we were going to have a huge moment about Chadwick Boseman. Yeah. And it ended up being like, what just happened? Yeah, so Anthony Hopkins was not there, and he was also not zooming in from anywhere. So it literally had a... He literally said he was asleep. It had a headshot of him... And then they're like, all right, well, that's it. That's the show. And I I mean, yeah. Do I think Anthony Hopkins deserved it? I think The Father looks phenomenal. I have not seen it. But, like, just from the previews, I can tell that that role, like, was wild for him to play. And, like, yes, he deserved it 100%. Did everyone assume that Chadwick Boseman was going to win because of his role in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom and because he has passed away? Very much yes. And the way that they... A lot of people The lost. way that they teed it up, yeah. yeah, they led you to believe that this whole big spectacle for Chadwick was going to be happening. The moment of the night. And it didn't. And I, I agree. I was like, we watched it. We were just like, I'm sorry, that's it? And it... To me, the whole... the Like, the way that it all went down, it took away from the best picture, which was Nomadland. Uh-huh. And it took away from... Um, Frances McDormand winning actress, best actress, which also was a wild a card. A wild, total wild card. And like, it just took away from the whole evening, which the award show itself wasn't my favorite award show of the year, no. like production wise, but it took away from the whole vibe of the show. It kind of just like, and it ended it very abrupt. It ended it very awkward. It was very weird. And then you're just like, oh, okay, bye. And then they didn't have a host. Which I like a host. Yeah. But like, they didn't have a host. So then it's like Questlove, who's been the DJ. Mm-hmm. Didn't they pan to him? And it's like, that's, he was just kind of like, thanks, folks. Yeah. He was like, all right, gotta go. Bye. Yeah. It was so bizarre. It was weird. The, the, like, how the award show went down the whole night, they made it seem like it, like it, to me, they made it seem like it was a movie. And then, yes. like, with a yeah, few it lead, shot very it was much shot like a very movie. cinematically. Yeah, which is cool, but also I'm like, I don't want to. I don't care that it's cinematically shot. Like, I just want to see people show up and show out. Like, let's go. And it was very odd. The, I mean, I think the presenters did very well. They had this weird trivia segment in the middle where they so talked strange. about music trivia. And it was weird and bizarre. And, like, you could tell it was, like, a little bit of impromptu. And the Oscars is not where you need to be, like, improvising. Um, no. And then the In Memoriam section was... Everyone on Twitter is, like, killing me about this. Because, like, I was dying laughing reading Twitter about the In Memoriam. Everyone's like, I'm sorry. Why do we have to... fat Like, they're like, it, like it's got played in podcast 1.5 speed. It was so fast because they wanted each slide of the slideshow to be played on the beat of the music which was the very upbeat was so and very weird. weird yeah like it's supposed to be somber it's supposed to be like I was sad like, what is this song and it was just like disco bop it was very weird and like they could have easily taken out the whole trivia section and had a normal speed longer in and, memoriam and normally someone's there to sing a song yeah it was it was, this was very all strange. over the place. It was very strange. Like, I to people me people should be so happy they didn't die this year. Yeah, to know? me, well, for many reasons. <laughs> yes. I mean, but like, how much would it suck if you're, in, yeah. you know, you're in memoriam? 
Like I you, mean, like if you blinked, you missed like four people. That's how fast it was. It was so to me. Fast. To me, the whole show it seemed like they were so focused on the fact that they were the first award show back fully in person that they like forgot about all the details of the show and they were just more focused on the fact that they had warm bodies sitting at the tables like ready to go and a good camera versus oh shoot we have to have filler for this three-hour award show what do we do now there's a comedian let's grab him and like let's have him do things like oh Questlove, we'll have you sing like do some djing that was odd anyway like that's a different vibe of i don't ever get the whole quest love djing thing i mean i mean i get it but not for the oscars the oscars to me are like very fancy shows yeah but i feel like some award shows would like warrant it but not the oscars he's done some fancy ones and i never because every time i'm like that's an interesting you know interesting decision i don't know why i just i don't dislike him yeah I just don't. I don't get it. I don't get it. It was odd. It was weird. Um, but yeah, the big winner, Nomadland, um, Frances McDormand, who was in that movie, won Best Actress, also Best Director. Yes, female Chloe Zhao. She was the second first fe- second female in the um, history to win it, and the first of Asian descent yes. to win it. So lots of history being made. Um, again, I have not seen that movie because it looks... Oh, hella- and I love that she had her sneakers on. Yes. Oh, yeah. Her that fashion- was my favorite moment. Yes. She was... And then, um, my favorite speech was the the woman from Minari, who oh. won Supporting Actress. She was so she funny. she was, like, getting on Brad Pitt because he didn't pronounce her name. Right? Yeah. She was just, like... She was so funny because you can tell, like, she's very broken English. Yeah. But she was just, like, rolling with the punches but and going with But she was, like, it. obsessed with Brad Pitt, who gave her the award. And he looked so good. <laughs> um, I am going to be... I mean, devastated he might not be there next year because he won't have an award. You know how you always are invited back to give yeah. viewers away or whatever. Yeah. <sighs> he needs to be in a movie and get nominated. Man. Um, but, yeah. I think, overall... Wasn't what I was expecting. Wasn't, I don't know if it really, like, I think maybe it got more hype than it deserved. But overall, I thought it was a pretty good award show. I think, I mean, I think this 2020 was a year of TV more so than movies anyways. So, like, I I knew going into the Oscars that I was, like, going to be lost a little bit because I'd only seen one of the nominated films. I would just say, if you've not seen The Sound of Metal... Which I was very excited that that one for sound mm-hmm. because they do such a good job because in the movie is about this guy losing his hearing and so literally like when it's his scene it's dead silent um, so you're feeling the emotions he's feeling so if you have not seen the sound of metal and you haven't seen promising young woman Ugh. I mean they so you good. just need to see those because to me those were very much. A better movie than Nomadland, but yeah. that's Nomadland. It's just a totally different type of movie. Nomadland is one of those movies that like the critics are going to enjoy, but no one, like not the general public, right? Yeah, I mean, I like I said, I liked it. It was long, and I felt like I watched somebody just do their entire work. Yeah, week. Yeah, I don't need to watch that. I'm good. But it's beautifully shot. Yeah, but it's it got a lot of awards, so props to it. Props to it. Um, moving on, so a show that I was a little weary about last week, 
mayor of um, East Town. East Town with Kate Winslet. Mm-hmm. First episode, lots of characters, was real confused, real grimy, kind of hated how she was so disheveled. The second episode is phenomenal. Like, absolutely phenomenal. So many twists and turns are happening. I am I am so angry this is not a show it can binge. Because I, but I also would have like not slept and literally just watched it for two days straight. Right. I haven't watched, I watched the first episode and then I did not watch the second episode because I want, I want a little more to binge on. So I'm not caught up. Oh God. But then you're, okay. But you have to keep up. That's what's good. (laughs) It's like talk about it every week. Well, maybe, okay. Maybe I'll go, I'll go watch it. It's so good. And I'm afraid I'm going to say something about it because mm-hmm. it's, there is some gnarly things that happen in this episode. Okay. Also, I need to check the times. I told Becca this earlier. I felt, I felt like I watched an entire movie in the second episode where like the first episode seemed short compared to this. Yeah. I think maybe they just do, this just opens up so much more of the storyline. So good if you're not watching it. There's two episodes on HBO Max. Watch them. So good. Can't wait. I'll go home and watch it uh, when we finish this, actually. Um, Would you like to give an update on an HBO show that I told you to watch? Y'all, I finished Sharp Objects. I could not stop watching it. Uh, Emily, right before recording this podcast, informed me that there is more. Once the credits start rolling, there's an extra bonus scene that essentially like had my jaw on the floor. I had to rewatch it. That show was crazy. Like so crazy. And I I thought Amy Adams was phenomenal throughout the whole thing. Um, The lady who plays her mom phenomenal like it's a what it, it i don't know what else to say it's it was wild and also would you like to tell them that i have the book yes emily brought the book out and was like all right becca you need to go I home own a book read this asap i will go home and i will read it it's, it doesn't look like a long book so i will read She's, it you'll probably read it in day like i did so i got the book halfway through when we're dealing i'll probably have to go get the mayor of east whatever this book yeah. is mm-hmm. because i'm gonna be like i want to figure out who did it mm-hmm. so that's kind of what happened to me i was a few episodes in and i was like i just want to know who the killer is so i'm yeah. gonna read the book yeah and i'm so happy i did because the ending of the show if you guys remember the in the episode before i was like I'm going to make you read the last chapter mm-hmm. after you watch the ending because it fills it in so much more in the book. And it is so true. And so I cannot wait. I'm so happy you loved it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It is, if you've never seen Sharp Objects, it is just... It was like... And I, and I feel bad for you that you ended it, but they do this, they did this weird thing where... Yeah, because the show I, ends and there's this like shock moment, and so you're sitting there in sheer shock, and then this like loud music comes on and they start playing the credits, and then it's a good like minute and a half. Yeah, in. yeah. It the show ends on a cliffhanger basically, and like when I watched it, I like literally 
I think I'd turn off my TV and just was screaming in my room of like, really? What? And then you're like, oh, did you watch past the credits? I'm like, no, I turned it off. But you have to watch like a good two minutes into the credits and there's a bonus scene that well, that's is the, the main scene that basically. is wilder than the whole scene, the whole thing. Yeah, it's wilder than the ten hours of television you watch, right? How like many episodes. It was it was the act mixed with like Ozark mixed with like every Law and Order episode, all spun into one show, and yeah, I can't wait for you to come back with your book. Review. Are they coming out? I know. Are they coming out with a season two? Or was this just like a limited no, series? No, I think this was just like the thing. <gasps> oh, oh no. Okay. And we can't really give much away, but I don't know really what they would do. Well, they could do some with the they second could season. Do something, with yeah. Someone being in jail. Oh man, it's. It, it I'm was just good. happy you liked if it. If you're if you're into like a dark show that you have to pay attention to, that's got lots of twists and turns. Sharp Objects was really good. You should want, everybody needs to watch it. That's yes. a, a high recommendation. I recommended it to someone tonight, actually. I was like, oh, I was like, you, have you watched Sharp Objects? I just finished it. It was so good. So good. I finished Good Girls. Uh, another good which show. Which you, you told me to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, have you watched the current season? Yes. So you're like up I'm caught to up. date. I'm caught up. I watch that okay. weekly. Yeah. What day does it come on? Tuesdays. Sundays. Oh. Sundays or Tuesdays. Uh-huh. I record it. I don't know. I watch it at some well, point during the week. I need to record it. Yeah, I record it. So I watch it when I watch it. So. it make, I think it's Sundays. Everybody it needs. Sundays. I've, re- I've recommended this show to a lot of people too. Because it's a good, like, easy show to watch. But mm-hmm. you you find yourself binging all these episodes. Because yep. you're trying to figure. Like, they do a really good job in the writing of you trying to figure out like how they're going to be criminals and they're like house moms. Mm-hmm. So there's some humor. It's it's a little sometimes over exaggerated for me. Like which one do you think I, I hate out of the three girls? There's three girls that um, are in this you show. You probably hate the short one. Yeah. Hate her. <laughs> Absolutely hate her. Uh-huh. Hate her. I won't say I like her. I think she's funny. Of course, I knew you would. <laughs> Who do you think's my favorite? The the guy. The of the late. The, oh the, yeah, the, the like, drug dealer. The like, drug dealer the guy. The drug dealer is my favorite. Yeah. For sure. You probably like I love that I'm still thinking of three girls and you're like, no, I know yours guy. is the drug dealer. No, yours isn't the for redhead, sh- it's the other one. I love Rita, uh-huh. but who am I in the show? The redhead? 100%. Okay. Yeah. I 100% think that I should be a criminal now. Oh my gosh. As I with think, your like seven kids and your. Well, I know. I don't hus- want And your husband I who runs a hot tub that, business. That, okay, no, this, this storyline. <laughs> who of was the girl. in Scooby Doo? <laughs> okay, I'll, yeah. Also, Matthew Lillard, isn't that his name or something? I think is so. in this show from Scooby Doo, and you can't ever see him as Scooby Doo. So, anyways. He's shaggy. He's not Scooby Doo. Well, yeah. but you know, in the yeah, yeah. whatever. So, but I. I, not the backstory of her being married and having four kids and she was this like, I don't know, like prissy mom. Because mm-hmm. I think most people would think I'm like her sister who is the other actress. 
who's she's all over the place. So some people would yeah. be like, oh, Emily, you're this person. But I'm telling you, like, I, I'm like, no, I would be the one, like, dealing with the drug dealers, like, one-on-one. Right. For sure. Not the one who's, like, flighty Yeah, and like, can't be my friends aren't and... going to be as bold as me to be, I'd be like, I'll go and, like, do the drop. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know I'm going to be, like, gangster like that. Right, right, right. My favorite, um, I love Rita's husband. He's so great. He's so good. Um, I love their relationship. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Their kids are fun. Like you guys just need to watch this show. It's it's baby. lighthearted, but it's also like like it's about money laundering and drug dealing. But like it's, it's lighthearted a clean, and happy Ozark. Yeah, yeah. It's like if de- it's like de- very desperate housewivesy, but like yeah. A little like less it, murder. There is some murder, but um, not enough for me. Not yeah, not enough. Um, but it, it's such a good show. It's it's so such good. an easy watch. It's so easy. And I love any show with like there's a hot drug dealer involved for me to date. <laughs> I can't. You know. Yes. Um, a show I've been into recently. I just started, and I'm like halfway through. Um, for all mankind. On Apple TV Plus. <laughs> on Apple TV Plus. Our favorite streaming service. Should as be um, We're waiting. It is. It's pretty good. I usually don't like space things. It's about. Oh, I love space It's things. a show about what would happen, what the world would have been like if the space race between US and Russia had never ended. So, like, it's a, like, they're training, like, women to be astronauts and all this stuff. And, like, it's really good and the acting is phenomenal. I described it earlier to Emily as Mad Men, but in space. And I loved Mad Men. It's kind of slow. Yeah. It's not a lot. But it's set in the 70s, right? Yes. Not a lot. Like, not a lot to, like, make you jump off your couch or, like, be on the edge of your seat. But it's a really well done TV show. Um, the the acting in it is, a, is so good. The Joel, acting in it is whatever. phenomenal. Um but yeah, if you're into space and into like a good new good show for all mankind is really good. Oh my gosh, speaking of space, because I actually do love space. Like I'm obsessed mm. with like Interstellar. Okay. Have you ever seen, don't tell me you've never not seen Interstellar. Which one? Is, okay, I get all the space movies confused. <laughs> okay. With Matthew McConaughey. And don't even tell me you have not seen the I've seen the one with George Clooney and oh my Sandra, was it Sandra Bullock. Gravity is the worst one of the space movies. I've seen that one. Um, I've seen Hidden Figures. It's about space. That's. <laughs> rockets. Oh my God. <laughs> I don't know. You've space never person. seen Interstellar where he. No. Oh, have you ever seen The Martian? No. Oh my god. I've seen Apollo 13. <laughs> Apollo 13 still to say one of my favorite movies. I cannot believe you've never seen The Martian number 1 because that is Mm-mm. such a fantastic movie. Homework for you. The okay. Martian, Matt Damon, he was up for a lot of awards that year for playing The Martian. He mm. got stuck, he gets stuck on Mars, hits a whole thing. So fantastic, so funny. The Martian, the Martian, the Martian. Oh wait, was that the one that was in the, all the comedy set? That movie yes. was in the comedy, and, and every, they were like, "It's a drama." Everyone's like, "Why is this in comedy?" But it's I remember funny. that it is a funny. Yeah, no, it's like very dramatic, that. but funny. Okay, Kristen okay. Wiggs in it. Oh, Je- like Jeff Daniels. There's like so many. Oh, Donald Glover's in it. Oh, okay. Josh Gambino. Okay, everybody's in this. That's a great space movie. Interstellar, though, is like the 
space movie where it all deals with like time and space and how like how it's like so many years down on earth versus up in space which that's the shit about space that creeps me out and i love it okay like so basically his daughter when Uh he leaves is like five years old Uh uh-huh and I can't give the movie away, but basically... But, like, a day in space is, like, yes. a year on Earth or something. Like, or, like, ten or whatever. Okay. With a certain amount of minutes, and it's a rescue mission, and they have to go get it. It is... There's this scene of him crying when he, like, sees, like, these messages and stuff, and it's the best acting of Matthew McConaughey's life to me. This one scene where he's crying. Well, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> it is! It's the best... <laughs> I'll add crying, it to my homework. Like I cannot, like I'm, I'm getting choked up right now thinking about the scene where he's crying because it's, it's mm. so emotional. Okay. Interstellar. I can't believe. I'll go watch it. And before the <laughs> podcast last week, we got in an altercation about the fact oh, that you've gosh. never seen my, one of my top five movies of all time. Freaking in comedy. What was it called? Tropic, Tropic Thunder. Tropic Thunder. Yeah, I've never seen that either. I can't. <laughs> Tropic Thunder is about a bunch of actors who go on this like mission that actually ends up being a mission and they are all like prima donnas. It's hysterical, hysterical, hysterical. Anyways, and so basically Becca does not know anything and she's I'm just if 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 I blew your mind with sharp objects, you just wait for the Martian <laughs> Interstellar. Okay. In Tropic Thunder. Mm, okay, okay. You, I mean, you're welcome to <laughs> I have give a me lot, homework. I have a lot of homework to do. Yeah, you, well. Um, I'm trying to think. Well, my homework, my last homework for you was The Crown. Oh, God, I'm so. still trying to get through it. <laughs> yeah. So okay, I'll try to pick it up. You're behind on my assignments. I'll pick it up on my side. Okay, okay. Um. Well, Good Girls, I, you watched that. That was, that I, was I one of mine. I did that homework. Yeah. Exactly. I'll think of some things and okay. I'll um I'll send you a lesson plan. Just, please <laughs> just don't let it be like another like weird TLC show. It probably will be like. <laughs> but the, you loved. What about those but you loved show. Plathville. I did. It's I haven't just, watched Amy and Fat Amy and uh, what. The sisters, one of them, I think one of them's name is Amy. Oh, the 100 Pound Sister one? Yeah. No, I was talking about, they have this new one called, like, Extreme Sisters. Oh, God. Where they're, like, twins and sisters that are, like... They do everything the same. Everything's the same. They dress the same. They live together. That one of them, two of them date the same guy. They Mm. speak at the same time. No, 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 no. It's, it's really bad. Yeah, I don't like, like that. Like, to be that close to anybody. Yeah, no thanks. I'm not going to watch <laughs> so that. So that's I'm a new TLC show. <laughs> so everyone go watch it. Tune in. <laughs> I guess. I mean, watch it to be, like, know how normal you are. Right. That's the only reason I watch TLC shows, is to feel good about myself. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> um, I also watched this show on HBO Max, Generation Hustle, which is mm-hmm. basically ten different episodes about like these young people like there's one about the we work cult situation then there's one about this like german heiress who like faked her way in like new york city and like 
lied to everybody that she was this person. Basically all these younger kids who've like done some type of fraud that have gone to federal prison. Uh Some of them are still in prison. It is so fascinating. I found myself like really enjoying it. So I would highly recommend if you like kind of like Dateline shows where they're like actually interviewing the people. I was going to say, is it like each episode's like documentary ish? Yes, every single one. And they're interviewing the people that did the crimes. Except for the um, German Harris girl because she's like, has, she's in talks with um, Netflix and somebody else to already do her documentary. Mm hmm. She's like that famous. Another show I watched on HBO Max was Wall Street. The Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, the Mark Wahlberg one. He is so interesting. Mm -hmm. He is. He literally has an entourage around him at all times. I believe it. Which, you know, he created the show Entourage on HBO. Mm -hmm. And. It's hysterical because he seriously hangs out with, like, all of these different random people. And then he's, like, this big business mogul. He's always on the phone. I don't know. But it's, it's great. It goes kind of through the past few months of, like, him having all this success and then the end of the world happening. Mm -hmm. So how he deals with like all the business side of it and all these, because he was like a big investor in a lot of different things. Mm -hmm. It's very good. Highly recommend it. Mm. Okay. What's it called? Wall Street. Mm. W-A-H-L. Of course. Yes. Like his name. Yes. Mm -hmm. Like Wahlburgers and all that. Yes. Do you have a reality moment or anything? Um, I've got two and I think we've touched on both of them before, but, um, the circle, the new season of the circle is out. All the, all of the episodes are out. I do believe now they release it. In, really? I think so. They released it in chunks. I know the next chunk of them came out today. Um, I think they're all out. Maybe there's one more chunk, but there's at least like, don't know Mimi. There's at least like 15 episodes or like. 13 episodes out right now from the circle. So good. Season two is much better than season one. Um, My favorite people on the show are Chloe, who was also on Too Hot to Handle, which I like obsessed. Of course. And then um, Trevor is my other, is the fun fact. If you haven't watched, Trevor is not Trevor. Trevor is being played by his wife. (laughs) I don't know her name, but... I love, I like her as Trevor and I like Chloe. Um, so are the people doing better so far that play themselves? No, no. So, um, at this point, like where I'm at at this point, there's about half and half of like catfish and real people who've been voted off. This season is very like very clicky, very, um, alliance heavy, if you will. And, like, if you go against your alliance, then, like, that's kind of what screws you. Which is interesting, because, like, last season, everyone was like, you're so pure. Everyone's so pure. And it was more of, like, a... Yeah. Like, I feel bad doing this, but here we go. This one is like, no. Everyone gang up on her because she talked bad about me or about you, X, Y, Z. Um, But it's really good. If you haven't watched it, you don't need to watch season one to understand what's going on for season two. Like, completely different thing. The host, I also love the host of the show. 
Um, her little like one-liners in between each thing are like hilarious. I think they're so funny. Um, my second reality check moment is the challenge just ended. Double agents, and we ha- spoiler alert if you have not finished it, but we have a winner. We have two winners. Freaking CT, CT and Amber B. Ugh. Phenomenal. It was a phenomenal ending. They killed it. They beat everybody by the, yes. so much. It was so good. They like literally dominated every last challenge. They beat everyone by like five minutes. Um, I just love that Fessy did not win because he's such a baby. He's horrible. He's like, he thinks he's his hot shot and he couldn't even eat a plate of like pig testicles or whatever they were. So like he just, he thinks he's like this super Olympian athlete and he proved himself to not be that way. Um, no, karma and, got the best of and him everyone's sure. like calling him out for it, but he's still like, no, I couldn't compete to my best ability. And I was like, go away, Fessy. He did that on big brother too. Where's, which is where he came from. And he was very much like on big brother. He was like, he, he was an idiot the whole show. He never knew what was going on. No. And now he's still not that smart, but like he worked out a lot more. And so now he thinks he's some big bad guy and everyone's like, no, no one's scared of you. Like go away. Yeah. But if you have not watched the challenge, uh, double agents just ended. I'm ready for more episodes of the all-star season on Paramount plus. I know. There's only four right now. I check like every day because I want to keep watching it. Um, but so far, there are only four episodes of that. So if you if you need to get Paramount Plus, do it. And if you haven't, uh, or if you have it, then check out. You can watch those four episodes of the Challenge All Stars. And there. then that it, it that's good too. Yeah, because it catches you up on like the oldies but goodies. Yes, yes, it says it was fun. It's that it was fun to watch. I love more. it. Yeah. What's your murder moment? Oh my gosh, I have a good one. I have a good one. So, there is a new documentary out on Hulu. Mm-hmm. It is called The State of Texas versus Melissa. Okay? Mm-hmm. So, this documentary is about this lady who is the first Hispanic lady in Texas to be put on death row. Okay. She is in there for child abuse oh. because her child died. And when the person who did the autopsy came in, they were like, this is like one of the worst sexual, or I mean, not sexual, but like physically abusive mm-hmm. cases I've ever seen, right? So this this woman had a ton of kids. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the girl is basically two years old, and she's wanting to go to sleep, so says the brother or whatever, Mm -hmm. and basically she goes to sleep and never wakes up. Oh. So when they found out, though, she had this, like, major concussion, and so then there were all these bruises all over her body that were so bad, and the whole deal is that this lady's trying to obviously, A, get off of death row, uh-huh. right? So she's, like, been trying to fill her case a hundred times. Right. So they walk you through a lot of the court stuff. But it's just really fascinating because now her side of the story is that this her daughter fell down the stairs. And that's why she had so many bruises and injuries. Oh. And that her daughter, one of her other, like, she has, like, seven kids. Mm -hmm. One of the other kids pushed her down the stairs. 
no. So the mom went to prison to save the daughter is what kind of the mom spin on right. is. Okay. But I need you to watch this documentary and tell me what your thoughts are. Because I don't really know how I feel about this situation. Mm-hmm. Like, she seems like... It's it's very tragic because all of the kids got split up, obviously, yeah. in foster care. Mm-hmm. And they interview a lot of the kids. The one that says she, like, pushed her down the stairs, like, her interview is she... The girl does kind of seem crazy. Oh. So, I, I mean, there is part of me that's like, I don't know, should I... I don't know... It's, but it's just a really, this woman, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what to believe. I don't know if okay. she should get off of, also like with the death penalty, sure. Like get her, get her off death row. Like I don't know if we deserve to be God and take people's lives with the death penalty. Like we've right. talked about this before. Mm-hmm. But like I, the mom does act very like stone cold in a lot of like after it all happened and they were all like mm-hmm. maybe that was her state of shock. Yeah. But then like the family hasn't like gone and seen her in like seven years. So like weird things that's like weird to me. Yeah. Like if you think someone's innocent because they're telling in the documentary like the family's very much like the mom's innocent. She, she never it. heard us. Yeah. She and and like two of the little boys testified that they knew the girl fell down the stairs and that was never pre- like presented in court. Hmm. None of the kids testified, so like mm-hmm. to be like our mom is fantastic and she's never laid a hand on us, right? So I truly do not know what to think about <laughs> the state of Texas versus Melissa. Huh? It sounds very like John Benet Ramsey esque of like. Well, could have been a sibling, could have been a parent, but all parties. And it is seem like lower bizarre. level pro- poverty. Yeah, you know, it's like the kids seemed like they didn't have any food, or like there was any food, but none of them ever looked like they were malnourished. So it's like this mom was like working hard, but then she tested positive for cocaine. You know, so I just don't know when people are on drugs. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. But Melissa, I guess we do need her to be off death row. Yeah. I mean, I don't she'd think she'll probably get life, like, stay in prison I mean, for she would forever. stay in prison for the rest of her life. Yeah. But she so would like, die. Yeah. Oh, and they offered her 30 years and she said no. And oh. she should have done it. Oh, for real. Oh, my God. But if you don't have the right legal advice. Nope. Ma'am. You'll stay in jail twice. Ma'am. Okay, so one other thing I do want to talk about. Um, since we're on today's episode is very much like books turn into shows. Uh, have you seen the trailer for the new Hulu show coming out called Nine Perfect Strangers? Nicole no, but Kidman. I've heard about that. Well, okay. Yes. Then I have seen it. If it's Nicole Kidman. Yeah. I have heard about this book though. We read it in book club. It's the book was, it was good, but the show looks better than the book. Just from what, like, I think Nicole Kidman is going to be, phenomenal in this show it's an australian show or like okay. it's based in australia so the premise of the book is that there's this girl this lady who leads this like quote wellness retreat or whatever and these nine strangers like nine groups of people families or couples or individuals come to this wellness retreat for like a summer or whatever and like all of these odd things happen to them um and the whole book is like from each person's perspective of like what's going on and in the end it's all very like oh 
like the whole reason all the weird things are happening is because of like things that had happened to Nicole Kidman's character who's leading the wellness retreat. So it's this whole thing. But the, tr- the trailer for the show looks so good. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah. And it's coming out. I think it's coming out in like June, maybe the summer, but it's coming on Hulu. But that gives everyone time to read the book. If you want to read the book. Okay. Maybe I'll read the book. Do it. Do it. Um, do you have the book? I do. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, bring me the book and maybe I'll read okay, it. Okay. I'll trade it. That'll be, that could be your homework. Oh, God. It might take me like a year to finish the book. Sometimes, maybe I'll maybe I'll pick up a new hobby. Maybe I'll become a reader. Yeah. Hey, if you want to join our book club, you're more than welcome. I'm probably like not going to do that because you guys will probably finish a book in like a week. No, I don't. Some people into my book club do. I don't. No. Like the I... people that I literally are like, oh, I read a book in a day. I'm like, what? Right. But I'm... then again... I'm like, I watch 12 episodes of a show in a day. Yeah, so I'm a very I, slow I really reader. I'm a very slow reader. Well, I'm, I'm dyslexic a little bit. So oh, like, yeah. So I, I'm not, but like, like we're meeting, but like my book club is meeting next like Tuesday, I think. I'm about 30% done with the book that we have to discuss on Tuesday. And I'm going out of town this weekend. So like, I have like four days to finish this book. So I like made, I'm like tonight when I get home before bed, I've like, I have to read at least an hour, but in order to like get done with the book, according to my Kindle, <laughs> cause it tells you like on the bottom, like you have X, this is how much time left you have at your reading pace. Listen. And I'm like, Oh no, that is like a pressure. I don't want Yeah. So far so good. The book is good though. That we're currently reading. Um, but yeah, but I'm very excited about that show to come out. Um, because I feel like I have skin in the game because I read the book. Yes. Also, Handmaid's Tale has just released four episodes. What did you say? The Handmaid's Tale. Oh, you said it weird. Did I? Handmaid. Hands. The Handmaid's said. Tale. Yes, yes, yes. Has four episodes out. New season. Hmm. Have you ever watched Handmaid's Tale? I watched season one, and it got. It was too. It was too much for me. It's I a very intense show. I, I couldn't. My friend started watching season two, and she was like, I had to stop. It got too. I mean, do it, so obviously, never, like, never I'm going to watch it. Because obviously. It's, if it's, like, intense, like, okay. Mm. You know? <laughs> I will say it's, it's a little eerie of, like, times and things that could happen mm-hmm. and if martial law ever kind of becomes a thing i don't know i'm just saying it is very much like the premise of the show is that there's basically there comes a time and a point in the world where some people can't produce children yeah so these women get captured that can still produce kids and they produce kids for these ba- it's a whole thing mm-hmm um, it's a very, very intense show, but I, I, of course, watched the first episode and was in a very dark place after. I mean, it's just, it's just a, it's so heavy. Yeah, like, I was it's, like, it's real intense and it's real I mean, ominous. Elizabeth of like, Moss is crying in every single, every single episode. She's yeah. shaking and crying. Yeah, season, like, season one was, like, hit a little too close to home of, yeah. like, what could be, and I was just like, I don't think I can keep going with this, so... I it's a up. very, um, it's a, it's a very well written show and acted mm-hmm. show, um, but it's definitely like I I 
I can watch a lot of intense things, but I don't know. I like The Handmaid's Tale. It's yeah. just not, I hope it gets, right now I'm liking all of these other things I'm watching. Right. Do you think The Handmaid's Tale is going to be one of those shows that has like a thousand seasons? No, I think they're ending it in probably in the next two. Okay, okay. Because once she gets to Canada, I mean, that's all she's trying to do is get to Canada. Right, right, right. So she's pretty much already there. She sent a bunch of the children there. Mm-hmm. So she's saving people. I think it'll probably end, the whole show I think will end with her being dead. No okay. matter what, I just feel like there's never going to be a scenario where she just is like, and I ended up. With my husband and two kids that, you know, I had one with another man, whatever. Mm-hmm. She, I don't, I just don't feel like she ends up having this great, she suffered all of this to me to be like, I don't know. I don't yeah. know if she gets a happy ending. I feel like she's just going to sob through the entire show. <laughs> yeah. Man. So sometimes it's a little draining to watch. Yeah. I feel that. But that's out. I feel that. Well, something else before we wrap up that I just thought of that is also probably going to be draining to watch Elon Musk on SNL. (laughs) We have to talk about this because it will be draining. It was announced that he is going to host and Miley Cyrus is going to be the musical guest. What? I think that I would have been more like, I would probably would have been less shocked if he was like the singing guest or something with Grimes his like baby mama. Yeah. Um, I have never seen him other than talk about a spaceship. Um, I, yeah. I hope if every skit is not about, it's not making fun of him or includes the name of his child, then like they did something wrong. It'll all be about like Bitcoin and shit. Like, mm-hmm. that I don't understand. Tesla, Bitcoin, SpaceX. I mean, but he's Whatever not, his na- kid's name is. I mean, I just, I... I'm very shocked by the decision, but... I'm shocked that he, like, said yes to going on. Oh, I'm not. No? No. He loves himself. Mm, Yeah, you're right. He is, like... He probably promised all of them a ride to to Mars or something. (laughs) I wonder if he gave all of them a Tesla. Oh, I'm sure he did. In in New York. (laughs) He's probably, like, one of those people that's, like, if you're good friends with him and you don't own a Tesla, he'd be, like, well, you, like, need to because it's, like, my product. Yeah. Which, like, that's why I need to be friends with Elon Musk. Right. Like, like I'm down to be friends with him. I will gladly him. take a Tesla. I Elon, don't think if you're he's, I mean, I think he'll be a, our, one of our, I think he'll be a president one day. Oh, God. I'm sorry. I kind of think he might. Man, I. I, I'm not kidding. I don't think so. I think that I think that he's. I, I think he'll be in some type of leadership in our country. I think that he's so like, I think he's so far out of the box that people like. Oh, but I think if think Steve about Jobs every, was alive, that he would be in uh, Congress. Think somewhere. about everyone in like South Mississippi in our hometown. They'd be like, they would all Who? be like, he would allow them to have all their guns, so they would be fine with him. Oh man, I, he's a like big pro gun person. Oh no, oh no. Like, I'm serious. He, him, Joe Rogan, Joe oh, Rogan God. will be in some form of like 
capacity of leadership at some point in our country. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Swear it. Mm-mm. You watch. I'm good at these things. I have predicted other people uh, that we uh, will not. I'm just saying. That means that Kanye is going to be back on the ticket. I'm just saying. Kanye's going to try to get on. Kanye will be our Ron Paul. Like he'll, he'll go <laughs> every year just so he can give a weird speech. Uh-huh. I'm especially, so happy yeah. they're getting divorced. Especially now that he's flying solo. I mean, thank God. Yeah. I just, I'm over them. Yeah. Oh, man. But I do love Travis Barker and Kourtney Kardashian. Courtney. I, that's so bizarre, but I'm like, honestly, go for it. I, I love Scott, though. Like, Yeah, but they're never going to, like, end up together. I know. I know. I know. I know. But I love Scott Disick. Date all these twenty-year-olds who look the- just like her, <laughs> or like they all, they're like identical to her, and I'm like, okay, or like really they're all like her sis- younger sister's best friend. Like yeah. that's weird. Yeah, it is. That whole family is bizarre. It's it, I know, and like once again, Kim Kardashian's trying to get people out of prison. Prison. I'm just saying, it's not far off that I say Elon Musk is gonna be. Mm. And we'll be like episode ten. Do you remember when Emily said he would be in some yeah, type we'll have of to, form of running for president? We'll have to pull this out of the archives and be like, him oh, and Dave no. Portnoy, they're gonna end up in like Congress. <laughs> oh, That's Lord. the guy from Barstool Sports. If you guys don't, uh huh. <laughs> um. So yeah, this is. I mean, I just feel like we got a lot off our chests. We did. This is an action-packed you have episode. A lot of homework to do. I didn't even get to another thing I watched about. Did you ever see Wild Wild Country, the like documentary on Netflix? Mm. Oh my gosh, with the like shaman and they all wore like the maroon cool jumpsuits. It was like this great cult. No. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. Well, first off, this won't make any sense to you. Okay. But Netflix came out with a documentary basically coming after this docu-series, Wild Wild Country, oh. where all these people followed this guy and he was like their leader and this main girl Sheila okay okay like she was her his right hand person they never slept together but they were always in love with each other mm-hmm. or so she was in love with him right she basically like got a bunch of people like killed and like they went missing mm. whatever she pled guilty to a lot of fraud mm-hmm. Netflix did a documentary about her mm-hmm and, like, she's, like, uber famous in India. Okay. And this all happened, like, in the 80s. Uh-huh. It's, like, they're known for, like, being the coolest cult ever. Like, fashion designers, like, just still design clothes after these people's, like, cool cult outfits. Oh, okay. But it was, like, it was this whole movement thing. Anyways, it's a new documentary on Netflix following up Wild Wild Country, if you ever loved that and saw it. It came out, like, two years ago. What's it called? Wild Wild Country. The the new one. Something about Sheila. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hold on. I had the name and then you distracted me when you didn't watch the show. Oh, I'm sorry. Excuse me. Fine. We can wrap it up because... You look just, that up. I'll I'm tell people what to do. So, um, that was our podcast. Y'all, we're in double digits now. This is episode 10. Um, maybe we'll start having guests on here sometime soon. Um, but be sure to follow us on Instagram. Be sure to leave us a five-star review. Um, share the podcast with your friends, leave a review, um, share it on Instagram, uh, all this stuff. Go back and listen to all the episodes you've missed. Um, 
But yeah. We've given you some really good recommendations of television shows. Also, it's called Searching for Sheila. Okay, there you go. Because Sheila was part of the problem with Wild Wild <laughs> Country. And if you followed the documentaries, mm. I have too much homework I've already given you. Right. I, I need more time today. <laughs> I got to finish my book club but book. And I, I have to start a book, apparently. So thank you for watching or listening. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for listening. Um, We'll be back next week with even more juicy details, juicy shows. If you've watched any of our recommendations thus far, let us know. Like, just text, DM us. We like hearing from people. Um, But, yeah, this is a fun one. So, until then, until next time, guys, don't forget to pass the remote. Bye.